Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Russell Rent Radio for Thursday, December 15th, 2022, mere weeks out, days out actually, from Christmas, and also us reviewing the 2022 Year in Review Awards. Yes, they're finally up, Mr. Marceau. I know you were asking for it, you were clamoring for it, we spoke about it last week. They went live on Friday the following day. You can vote right now if you haven't already. If you haven't already, you're a fool. Why are you waiting this long? But listen, it's okay, you got time. Don't wait until the very last minute, but the polls are going to be open until Wednesday, December, I want to say 28th. And we're reviewing the results in two weeks' time here on the show, December 29th, uh, right here on WrestleRant Radio. You can vote for the WWE categories, AEW, the mixed categories, 14 categories in total. Some new ones, some old ones brought back, among others. So be sure to check it out right now over on WrestleRant.com. Go vote. Of course, I am Graham G.S. and Matthews. With the plugging out of the way, we go on to our regularly scheduled programming, Mr. Mars. So what's going on, brother? How are you? You know, same old shit, GSM. I was going to say same old shit because I was ready to come on here with you this week. We spoke last week. Oh, yeah, we'll have a full play talking about Deadline and talking about Final Battle and then talking about uh, Winter is Coming and all this other sort of stuff, which we will get to, don't get me wrong. But those things, literally looking at my lineup right here, are probably six or seventh down the uh, totem pole in, in terms of topics because literally the world of wrestling had to go ahead and just fuck up everything I had planned and some good, mostly negative stuff um, some wild shit happening in the world of wrestling in the last seven days, starting with Sasha Banks, which it, it always happens, Mr. Marceau. So the news broke mere hours after we spoke last week. Sasha Banks headed to New Japan, reportedly, for Wrestle Kingdom. We'll get into that. And then Vince McMahon this past week. I haven't watched the documentary yet. Um, I haven't heard great things anyway, but I'm going to watch it, review it, whatever. Um, Vince McMahon reportedly planning a comeback. Mandy Rose getting released yesterday. That's going to be our top... You know, top taco, uh, top topic. I'm almost a top taco. Cool. Uh, what'd you say? Get it out. <laughs> top topic of the day here today. The Triple H news. John Cena on his way back. Matt Riddle. I, that was also another big story. I thought that was going to be what we spoke about the most. Matt Riddle um, reportedly going to rehab. I don't know what for. People saying cocaine very easily could be. We have no idea as of right now. But a second. A failed second drug test. We'll get into that as well. Raw also happened in addition to all of that. So quite the crazy week, Mr. Marshall. We have a lot to get into here today. Yeah, it's going to be a wild packed show. It's going to be a packed show, but let's waste no time. Uh, Let's talk about Mandy Rose and the news surrounding her. Yesterday, as we speak right now on Wednesday, announced around noon Eastern time that she is no longer with WWE. Uh, Came out from Fightful, and we have minimal details as of right now. Brian Alvarez spoke a little bit more in detail about it on Wrestling Observer Live a little bit later on in the day, um, adding some context to the situation, but not a lot, that she was released um, mere, like, less than 24 hours removed 
from losing the NXT Women's Championship, which she had held for well over a year since October of 2021, having this great run, losing it to Roxanne Perez, uh, a bit of a rushed moment. But we'll get into the NXT stuff a little bit later on, uh, but she is the top trending topic right now. So she was let go, reportedly due to the fact that she has this paid subscription service online. Um, It wasn't said that, listen, I'm just, I'm drawing my own conclusions as you are, that either they didn't feel it was appropriate enough or... I don't know what their line is for nudity. Um, this wasn't just some regular Instagram post. It was a, uh, a, I say, heavily paid subscription service. You have to pay a lot of money in order to sign up for the stuff that reportedly she was fired for. Um, I think some people thought that she got fired because it was leaked. The, obviously, that wasn't her fault. Um, I don't believe that to be the case at all. Uh, my understanding is that they were aware of the page beforehand and... You know, they knew about it. They probably either told her to take it down or tone it down or whatever. She probably was adamant about keeping it going because she wants to make money off the shit that she was doing. And uh, again, I mean, we're not. I'm not going to get into specifics here. We both, you know, I've seen some of the stuff that she was posting. I haven't seen all of it. I've only heard about it and seen some of the videos that she was posting specifically. And honestly, I'm still of the mindset that I was yesterday. I completely understand why they let go of her. There's also the case of double standards. There's a case of... Um, you know, the Playboy stuff isn't really relevant. That was fucking 15, 20 years ago, different time. WWE, and it also comes down to WWE not getting a cut of it, too. I know Triple H is allowing, like, the third-party subscription services now. And, uh, you know, with Twitch and whatever, they're much more lenient with that now than they were two or three years ago. But at the same time, though, they're probably getting a cut of a little, uh, you know, a little bit of the cut of these people's Twitch or whatever, their extra income on the side. If they're not, then cool. But I would assume WWE was also probably upset that they weren't getting a cut of the uh, the bag gear from Mandy Rose for all the money she was making on this subscription service. So, again, that's kind of like the bare bones of it. Um, but they let her go on Tuesday and uh, or on, on, on Wednesday, I would assume, after she lost the championship. And that was it. So let's get into it, Mr. Marceau. What are your whole thoughts on the situation? Now, we spoke privately about it right before we hit record here, but uh, just to kind of put it on the air, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, I was fucking stunned. I mean, I saw the accusations or like kind of like the reporting of, like there was a leak on Wednesday morning, I saw that. So then they're like, oh, you know, she might be losing the belt. And, go- and then someone said that she's going to go to Ross, going to SmackDown. So I'm like, oh, okay, no big deal, whatever. It is what it is. And then literally she loses the belt. I'm on Twitter yesterday, and then literally says she's released. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then, like, I understand. It's just tough because I feel like we don't, there's still so many big details that we don't know. Like, did they tell her to take it down? She's like, no, I'm not going to. So then at that point, they're like, okay, we're just going to like let you go. Or was it just based on the nudity or whatever was on there? So I think there's still a couple questions that we have. I mean, I think it's tough. I mean, it's tough because I feel like, there is such a double standard. We always are around here talking like for her, it's like, okay, she was posting things that they said not to do. She still did it, but it's no different than like, they probably have a thing that says don't get DUIs or do drugs. And plenty of people have been in trouble for wellness policy as well as getting DUIs and stuff like that. I mean, I think if anything, it should have been take this down or we're going to suspend you. Even that, maybe if she got suspended and maybe she would have thought twice about it. But, I mean, that right firing, I just, uh, I still don't think it's right. I mean, even if they said take it down, she didn't do it. I still think a suspension would have been first, then fire. But, like you said, kind of like privately, I guess, this is the most popular, I guess, she will be with this platform. Because, obviously, now everyone knows about it. Um, I mean, from what I saw, it's just, it's basically like her Instagram account. You would have to pay, like, a lot of money to get anything more than that. So, I mean, 
it is what it is, but I just think if she was given the opportunity, yes, this, like you said, we talked about, this is the most popular she's going to be just because it's in the news, but I don't know, it's just also her biggest run right now in the in the wrestling business, so I figured, you know, why would you want to mess that up? You're, you're as big as you're going to get, but then there's also that catch-22 of this is also probably the most popular this page will ever get, so... Mm-hmm. I think she had a great run in NXT. I hope maybe they can figure something out and she'll go back to WWE because I feel like it hurts. It's not going to really hurt her because she's making a ton of money, like they've said on this thing. Like it's not like she's going to lose out on the money, but because um, she's making more money doing this anyways. But if anything, it kills the other two girls in Toxic Attraction. I think they're both great, but I mean they built the whole act about around them with Mandy, and I mean if she's not there, I mean they're just not as interesting as they were before. I mean they've also lost a lot lately. Um, so I don't know if that kind of coincides as well, but uh, I don't know. I thought main roster wise, they they would definitely need her to kind of anyone to care. It's kind of like hit row without Swerve. Like they need that big person to, for people to care. Yeah, well, I think they're talented enough to get over on their own. The problem is that, <clears throat> to me, is that the main roster women's tag team division, and even NXT's women's tag team division, there's going to be a triple threat tag team match next week for the NXT women's tag team titles. You know what? Maybe they win. I think it's them. It's Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. And then the current champions, Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Uh, Niall and Paxley could win. I honestly think there's a very good chance either this was the original plan or um, they're going to switch plans to put the belts on them because, again, it's kind of like a, I don't want to say a charity case because that's not what this is. It's more of like, you know, a, a, not a consolation prize either, but they feel bad for them. Then it also raises the question, if you put the belts back on them, this is strictly from a booking standpoint I'm looking at this as, what do you really do with them then? They've already been champions two or three times. Uh, They were champions for the better part of 2021, 2022. Again, what more do you really do with them at this point? I don't know. I think the main roster call-up is the next logical development for them, and it would have been if they were with Mandy Rose and... And I feel bad for them more than anyone else. I don't feel bad for Mandy Rose. And again, we'll find out. We really don't know. And I can't sit here and say as a fact, this happened or that happened. But logically, I would find it very hard to believe. And WWE's done a lot of shady things. Even, you know, I'm sure that hasn't... I mean, I'm sure it's changed a lot with Triple H being in charge. But that's not to say they're completely clean or they're in the the right and everything and whatever. Not at all. It's a case-by-case basis. Um, But it is very possible that they found out about it through the leak. I don't think so. I feel like they already knew about it because the subscription site's been up for a long time. I've heard people mention it before. I didn't know exactly what she was posting, but I know it's been around for a long time now. It's not an OnlyFans. It's a little bit more serious than that. You're paying a lot more money than that as well. Um, I would find it hard to believe that they didn't know exactly what she was posting because they're pretty on... They're kind of aware of pretty much everything is WWE. They're aware of everything you tweet and everything you post and all this other shit. They're kind of you know, on board with all that sort of stuff. Yes, they're not getting a cut of it, so I'm sure that's part of the reason why they were all so unhappy. Uh, That was part of the reason why Vince wanted everyone to give them, like, their passwords and shit for Twitch and all this other sort of stuff, YouTube and probably not YouTube, but Twitch and OnlyFans and whatever, because they weren't making any money off of it. Vince McMahon wanted more money than he was already making, so that I can understand as well. It's shitty. I can see that being a reason. Um, I can understand people being mad at WWE for that. But the reason why they let her go, I think, is as simple as she was breaching the contract. Uh, I assume of, again, what is the line of how much nudity was she out there just posing full-on nude or doing, like, pornography and stuff? The answer is no. Um, but I think it was racy enough for them to say, listen, we can't, we, can't, we can't have this happen, paid or not. That was my thing. I know we spoke about it earlier. Paid or not, um, you know, I know it's not out, not out there for any 10-year-old to go look up and see who's watching NXT, 
but they have a deal with Mattel, the biggest toy company in the world. And it's a PG product now. The Playboy stuff doesn't stand. That was a completely different time. Also, WWE facilitated all that sort of stuff and also got money off of it, which is why they were also okay with it back in the day. Uh, very different time. That doesn't even make any sense. Um, these weren't things that Mandy had filmed for herself. I mean, she created the content she was putting out there. I can honestly see and understand why they let her go. And like I said, if this was a... I, I understand Brian Alvarez said she was surprised by the news, which may give us some context as to whether they gave her a warning or not. Maybe they didn't. But I would find it very hard to believe they saw this picture of her, you know, that she posted posing nude, and they're like, you know what, we can't have this, let her go. If that happened, you know, I do sympathize for her. But if it was more of an ultimatum, like, listen, we can't have you posting this sort of stuff. And I also understand why they didn't suspend her either, because, yeah, the double standards with the wellness policy, you, you have a suspension tier there, like, oh, you get busted once, 30 days, twice, 60 days, blah, blah, blah. Uh, with Riddle, apparently this is his second field drug test, but they say he's be, he's going to be back in you know six weeks. So I don't know what the fuck's going on there. Um, but it's one of those things where like, listen, if, if even if you suspend her and she still's not going to take it down, it doesn't really solve the problem. So you might as well just cut bait right away. So if she's making, I know you mentioned like this is the hottest she's ever going to be in terms of her wrestling career. Then yeah, I agree. But at the same time, though, I think Brian Alvarez had noted this. Um, she's making way more money off of that website than she is from her WWE deal. And we have to remember, even though she's in NXT, she's making main roster money. I think Mandy Rose has said this before in interviews, where she's still under a main roster contract. Because, yeah, she went from the main roster to NXT. I don't know if the same can be said for Apollo Crews and people like that who have gone back to NXT. I think Mandy Rose is still getting paid whatever she was getting paid before she left for NXT, which probably isn't all that much anyway, because it wasn't like she was a top star on SmackDown. So she's probably making more from that. She decided, listen, this is the hotter ticket. And like I said, and like you had mentioned, I think there's a very strong possibility that she will be back down the road. So I honestly don't really think it's, it's a big deal and it's a big bummer. Don't get me wrong. And it very, it, it's a whole, the whole situation is stupid that it had to come to this, but I think they felt like their hands were tied and this is what they had to do to save, not save face, but you know, they have to protect their brand. If you're a company, you don't want people posting this sort of stuff that she was. And again, you gotta be, we have to be specific with what exactly it was. Because if it's fucking Instagram shit and she's basically wearing what you see her wearing in NXT anyway, who gives a shit? I'm honestly, whatever. If you want to express yourself that way, whatever. If she wants to express the way, herself the way that she was on the service, that's fine. But it also comes with the territory of like the company doesn't want their out, doesn't want that out there as part of their brand, their PG rated product. And again, it also goes back to the whole independent contractor thing and whatever. I agree. That whole thing is bullshit, but it's nothing new. So I threw a lot at you there, Mr. Marceau, but those are my, you know, two cents on it as well. No, I completely agree. I think, like I said, I, I just, it sucks. I think, I think the more of the suspension thing was like, or like saying there's suspension because like maybe they said like there's something will happen. And at least it's like a threat and okay, you didn't take it down, we're going to suspend you. And like you said, I think maybe the thing that surpri surprised her, obviously we don't know yet, maybe they said, like, if you don't take this down, we're going to fire you. Maybe they seemed like more of like a empty threat, and then they're like, actually, you know what, we're going to fire you. And then that's why she was surprised, I guess, maybe. Well, obviously we don't know. But, yeah, I mean, it sucks. I think it's just, like I said, I think it just sucks, too, because she was doing the best work of her career. She was on NXT. She was champion for over a year. She was kind of revitalizing her career. A main roster run was literally on, like, I mean, the Royal Rumble's coming up. I wouldn't be surprised if you were slain to be in the Rumble, get called up with Toxic. I mean, I think that's what I think just sucks the most because I feel like I understand she's making more money, but, like, at the same time, you've literally been wrestling for, I don't know, five, ten years. You, 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 this is literally the, what you've been working for. 
it just sucks. So I think she'll be back, so not that it really matters, but just in the whole scheme of thing, like, she could have been called up on the main roster in the Royal Rumble, yada, yada, yada. I just feel like the timing was also just kind of shitty. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, I think it was very likely that she would have been in the Women's Rumble and maybe even been at WrestleMania. I think SmackDown could have really used her. SmackDown's women's division is abysmal right now, not for a lack of talent, but how they book a lot of those women is just... Just awful. It's just not good. I don't know. It's night and day with Raw. Not that Raw's women's division is lighting the world on fire. Damage control is just not a very well-booked stable either. But um, that women's division on SmackDown needs a lot of help. They just brought in Tegan Knox, and that's great and all. And they have Emma and whatever. And they just brought her back not too long ago. But they need a little bit more than that. Um, that being said, though, with Mandy, again, like I said, I think she will be back. Uh, whether this site thing dies down and they bring her back after that, or she decides to not do it, I think she'll go full throttle with it. Which, listen... Great for her. If she's standing by her beliefs and she's standing by this is what's making her money more than WWE, I respect the fuck out of her for that. I think that's fantastic. At the same time, though, it also comes down to dollars. It really just comes down to the whole money thing, too. Because No, I completely agree you know, with you. I, I don't want to like sound like I'm like... No, no, I know. No. I think if that's what she wants to do and make more money, I'm fine with that. I think that's good for her. I mean, if... The, Hey, she's got what she's got, and it makes money, and it is, I just, like I said, I just think from the wrestling side, I just, I don't know, it's like, if I don't even know how to describe it, it's like, if I want to be a football player, my whole life, I want to be a football player, I'm about to make the NFL, and it's just like, oh, actually, I'm just going to do this instead, yeah, you might be making more money, I don't know, maybe it's just like, for me, it's like, if I put in all that time, like she did, she went back to NXT, and kind of like revitalize a career. I feel like you'd want to like kind of see that out. And like I said, maybe go to the main roster. If it doesn't work out from there, okay, I'm going to go back to this thing that's making me a lot of money. It's not like that's going to change. Like she's still good looking. I mean, people are still going to find her attractive. She's still going to make money. I don't know. True. I guess that's where I'm from. But. but at the same time though, to be fair to play devil's advocate, she is putting okay. a lot of work in whatever this service is as well. Cause it's not like, I know people will argue and there's a lot of people out there shaming her for this whole thing. listen, Everyone's going to have their opinion. I'm not on, on that bandwagon personally. If she wants to do whatever the fuck she's doing with the OnlyFans, fan time stuff, she could do whatever the fuck she wants to do. What'd you say? No, I, I completely agree. Yeah, no. Sure. No, it's just it, it, people are going to be like, I'm, I completely forgot what I was going to say, my point, but like, I don't know. If she wants to do whatever she wants to do, that's fine. Or, or what, I, what I was going to say was as far as like, she's also putting the work in whatever this service is too. Again, I'm not subscribed myself, but I'm sure she's putting out a lot of fucking content that takes a lot of time and effort. She has to, you know, people talk about that all the time. Am I an only fans creator myself? No, but like I, I can, I've seen people talk about it enough to where it's like, listen, they got to put a lot of time and effort into whatever they're doing to create this following essentially with what they're doing in yep. OnlyFans and fan time and shit. So, um... You know, it's, it's, I know with wrestling, yes, she's been doing that for longer. Um, she was also in bodybuilding and modeling, I think. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's, I, I give her a lot of respect. Um, I, I completely agree though. As a fan, selfishly, I am bummed because I wanted to see her on the main roster and I think she'll be back. I don't think this is, because it's not like she went on this like racial tirade or whatever. And it's like, you know, her career is over like a, like a Tessa Blanchard or someone like that. Like that would be like, okay, that's a real bummer. She threw her career in the toilet. Like I said before, I think, dude, because her being gone, yeah, she was really hot in NXT as far as, like, her momentum, obviously, and I guess you could argue otherwise because she is very attractive. But I'm talking as far as, like, her being gone will make her that much bigger of a commodity when and if, she, if and when she comes back, whether it be a month from now, six months from now, a year from now, people will be clamoring for Mandy to come back. And no, to get it out of the way now, I don't think she's going to AEW. I don't think she's going anywhere else. Because I don't think AEW, I, I think that would be a little weird as well. Does AEW have a partnership with Mattel? No. 
Um, I don't think anyone in the AEW roster is doing anything along the lines of what Mandy's doing right now. I'm sure people in AEW have OnlyFans and shit like that, but they're not putting out the same... There's a big difference. People have this... I, I saw a lot of tweets and people are like, oh, you know, she should be able to do what she wants and wear what she wants. It, it's not like what she's post, posting on in OnlyFans and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just... Uh, People, you need to go out of your way, and it's a paid subscription service, so probably just sign up. You have to see the videos and the content that she was posting to get an idea. I'm not saying I'm right or whatever, but like, you know, we spoke about it earlier. It's pretty, like, serious stuff. Is she getting, is she having sex on camera? No. Is she posing full-on nude? No. So again, it's it's all subjective, I guess, as far as where they draw the line, where I draw the line, where you draw the line, not that our opinions really matter on that, because I don't run a company. If they don't think it's appropriate, then whatever. And she was putting it out herself. It's not like she got leaked or she got hacked or whatever. People are like, oh, why didn't they get rid of Paige? Well, that's why, because it was hacked shit from years ago. So it was a big difference. But I don't know. There's a lot that can be said. But I saw a lot of people uh, calling for WWE's head on this whole thing. And I can't really say I blame them. Unless more details come out that paint them in another light. No, I agree. And there was another thing I was going to say on that, too. But as far as uh, she goes and her main roster run, I agree with that. And... Uh, you know, it's just a bummer because she is really talented and she was having a great run and she will be missed. And again, maybe she'll be back soon. And I don't know, maybe they can come to an agreement. I just see it as the Lena Vega thing where she was also very adamant about having her services and whatever. And and then she ended up coming back and maybe they agreed to let her have her services, but she never ended up posting again anyway on Twitch and all, OnlyFans and stuff like that. So it sucks. And hopefully she'll be back. And, uh, you know, the, the other thing too, what I was going to say earlier with the money thing, this is the last point I'll make about it. The double standards, like you said, are 100% correct in certain respects. The Playboy shit, I don't think, is an accurate fucking double standard. That's that the people... dumbest argument ever. People need to get off that one. It's, 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 it doesn't make any sense. That was decades ago. It was, it was orchestrated a whole lot differently. It was not a PG product back then. That's like saying, oh, you know, Hulk Hogan got away with doing fucking crack in the 80s. Why can't they do it today? It makes no... Because we have a fucking wellness policy in place. And again, to me, this is what I was going to say. It all comes down to the money. In the sense that, listen, I completely agree with you. The idea that they let the Usos get away with the DUIs as much as they do, but they come down hard and all this other shit, and no one's being put in harm, by the way. Mandy Rose is not harming anyone with what she's doing. The Usos, or Jeff Hardy while he was there, could have very easily fucking killed someone while they were on the road. And if they had they killed someone, they probably would not be working there. But because they're not, it's like, okay, you know, it's fine. And WWE always puts up that statement. They're in control of their own actions. They're responsible for their own actions. It's like, that's such fucking bullshit. Like, you're, you're, you're letting them get away with it because they still work for you. And you're not really punishing them at all. They're not getting... Um, I think sometimes they've gotten suspended. The Usos haven't, but I remember in the past when, like, Cameron and Alex Riley and people like that, you know, 10 years ago got suspended because they also were, you know, they got DUIs. The Usos are on another level, so it's okay because they're immune to it, which is so fucking dumb. Um, but the biggest difference is because, especially since they didn't kill anyone on the road, they're not, WWE isn't losing money from that. If someone does drugs and gets suspended for the wellness policy, like a riddle, like a, like a Matt Riddle, for example, WWE is not losing money from that. Are they losing money because Riddle's not on the show? Yeah, maybe a few, you know, $100 or whatever. Maybe, I don't know. Because he's not being advertised for the show he was supposed to be on. My point is, is that I can see why WWE comes down on it. I don't agree with it, but they come down on this shit specifically because the shit that she was posting that got out there, that, that she was already posting anyway, 
it's costing them money because it's like it's they're in a partnership with a toy company that doesn't allow for this sort of stuff, and it all comes back to the money. If, they, if they, honestly, if they didn't have a deal with Mattel and they were a PG fourteen rated product, I agree with you. She probably would still be on the show, or it wouldn't be an issue, or they wouldn't give a shit. It might be a different story in AEW, but because it's WWE and they're losing, Mattel might threaten to pull out because this woman's posting not nudity, but close to nudity on her on her shit, paid or not. That's really what it comes down to. Um, and it's, it's a shame. I think it's fucking bullshit because the Ustos could have killed someone and it's like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, you're still tag team champion. Like, it's very fucking dumb. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate. I just hope the whole thing will blow over and she'll be back soon, but I guess time will tell, right? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I think she could be back soon. One person I don't know if is coming back at this point is Sasha Banks. So let's get to this from a week ago that, like I said earlier... Um, reports indicated that she is indeed done with WWE, which is a complete 180 from what Meltzer and people were saying a month or two ago. No one knows what the fuck is going on. Can we just say that right now? No one knows what's going on with Sasha Banks, wrestling-wise. No one knows where she's going. No one knows what she has planned. No one has any fucking idea uh, it, whether she's still with WWE or is going to wrap up with WWE. Has she been gone this whole time? No one has any fucking clue. Um, I will say, though, this report is credible enough from Fightful Select that it does seem likely that she will appear in New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom show on January 4th. They're not bringing her in just to sit in catering. I'm sure they're bringing her in for an on-air appearance, and it seems like she will be a free agent officially if she's not already by January 1st. So the New Japan thing seems likely, but what does that mean, though? Is she still with WWE and they're allowing her to do it, which doesn't seem likely at this point. That was my initial you know, uh, assumption a week ago. Or is she a free agent, and then she pops up in AEW a week later? Like, could she go to AEW a week later on January 11th and team with Soraya and Dynamite against Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter? It's possible at this point. I doubted it, and I thought it was very dumb for uh, people to assume she was going to AEW. But listen, if she's free and clear, she can go wherever she fucking wants. I don't think we'll see her in the impact zone. They can't afford Mercedes Vernado. But anything is possible. Um, so what are your whole thoughts? We haven't really talked about this a lot, because again, it feels like it was a, a decade ago with all the news that's come out since then. But with Sasha Banks, what do you think your future holds in wrestling? I honestly don't know. I mean, I feel like, like you said, no one really knows what's going on with her. I, I guess she's going to be on New Japan. Like you said, I don't think they're flying her out there to just sit in the crowd. So I think we'll get something there. Um, I mean, like you said, maybe she's just right now going to be on a free agent run. She'll go to... AEW and maybe do something with Soraya. I mean, that's basically where they tease that. But I mean, for her, I mean, you don't really have to sign anything. You can just do like independent bookings right now. And like I said, if she's out there, I mean, if anything, go out and do the stuff, get even more pod or get more like buzz and then see if WWE backs up the fucking Brink truck. I don't know. I mean, I feel like on a, on a business wise, it's smart because like I said, she hasn't really been in the public recently. She's still getting talked about, but say she goes to New Japan, does something good, and goes to AEW and does something good. I mean, it only is just going to knock her stock up even higher than it is. So, I mean, if I was WWE, I would kind of just move away from her. It's, I don't. I, I mean, at this point, I don't think they really need her. But at this, I, I, if you're her, I would just do as much as you can just to get your stock up. You made every point that I was going to make myself. That's the big uh, question. I mean, no, no, I'm, I'm glad you said it because you, you kind of, you, you gave my thoughts, you, you said exactly my thoughts uh, perfectly in that, do they need, does WWE need Sasha Banks? Could they use Sasha Banks? Yes. Do they need Sasha Banks? The answer is no. Because it's, you know, listen, the, the, the vision is, it's definitely worse off without Sasha. Sasha is a big star. 
At the same time, though, they have enough women. They've brought back enough people. Are any of them on the level of Sasha Banks? Obviously not. Tegan Knox is not going to be the star that Sasha Banks is, or Mia Yim, or fucking Valhalla, or whatever. You know, there's a lot of women they brought back, all very talented. They're not the stars that Sasha are. That being said, the world keeps turning. They lost CM Punk. The product goes on. They lose this person. The product goes on. They lose Dean Ambrose. The product goes on. It just That's the case with everyone. The wheel keeps turning. That's how WWE is. That's how every wrestling company is. You can't build around one person. It's harder to bounce back from certain people leaving. But for the most part, everyone is expendable. That's why it's all about the brand at this point with W. That's why they do this. I mean, they do it for this reason. They don't really build up anyone up as stars because they, they know if they leave, then they can just fill them up with another fucking... You know, up and coming from NXT or some athlete that has no wrestling experience, so on and so forth. So, uh, my mind on this has completely changed from where it was even a month or two ago. I know we've discussed this before, and I know, I don't know if I've said it here or elsewhere. To me, I always said, and I think you would agree, that she always felt like the perfect fit for WWE. Why would you go to AEW when their division, they don't give a fuck about, not, okay, I, don't, I shouldn't say that. For a while there, it felt like they did not give a fuck about their women's division, they didn't portray them properly. They didn't really showcase them accurately and all this other sort of stuff. To their credit, they've done a much better job of that recently. Jamie Hayter is great. Britt's on the show still. They brought in Soraya. Um, they're doing stuff with Willow Nightingale. I like that. Ruby Soho's back. And they're pushing more women. They're pushing more women's stories. I, I, I will give them credit where it's due. But still, the women's division, they don't get as much time as WWE gives their women on their shows. So to me, I felt like her leaving would be silly. But honestly, at this point, I think it's the smartest thing she could possibly do. Because let me ask you this. If Sasha Banks were to come back, for example, next week, the Rumble, whatever it might be, do you have any idea what they would do with her at WrestleMania? Like, do you have any match in mind that would make sense for her at Mania, aside from maybe her and Ronda? And even then, I mean, maybe she would win. But beyond a Ronda match, what more is there left for her to do in WWE? And who else is there left for her to face that she hasn't already faced? At this point, I, I don't know. I mean, there's like Rhea, for example. What, is she going to come back for one or two matches? I mean, there, there's nothing with Sasha in WWE that makes me go, she needs to come back and do this. She ain't going back to the tag team division. That shit's a waste of her fucking time. Uh, to put her in that division in the first place was a waste of time. And she tried to elevate it, and they didn't want to do that, whatever. Um, her and Ronda, again, is the only match that really comes to mind that they could do right now. SmackDown could use her more than Raw. But to be completely honest, there's no match for her that, to me, makes sense that would be worthwhile, that would make it worth it for her to go back. I yeah, honestly her, think it's... Her and Becky wouldn't be bad if she was the heel. Yeah, yeah, switch it up. What, if Becky was the heel or if Sasha was the heel? Like, so, I mean, I feel like we haven't seen that match in a while. I mean, I think you'd do that. You could. I mean, we haven't seen it in a while, but we have seen it before. I mean, they had that whole feud a few years ago. True, but I mean, also, Becky's also... At a, I feel like she's at a totally different level right now. She is, but again, it goes back to the question... Her and Ronda, her and Becky. Alright. Did she go back to facing Bianca after that? Did she go on to face fucking Dewdrop? I mean, that's the problem. I just... At least... <laughs> I, 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 and all these women are great, don't get me wrong, but, like, none of them really jump out to me as being, like, exciting enough to warrant her going back. If she wants cre- if she wants freedom, dude, she ain't gonna fucking get in WWE. Triple H, Vince, it doesn't matter who's in charge. She is not getting that freedom, unless she's getting paid a lot of money. And she would be. She would get paid more money by WWE. But at the same time, though, she wants the freedom, clearly. Like I said, she's done a movie already. She's done other shit. She stayed busy, which is great. Um, at least in AEW, are any of them the, the on the caliber, for the most part, of the four horsewomen or a Bianca? No, aside from maybe Jade. Jade's getting there. 
but there's fresher opponents for her to face there. And I've made the joke before, oh, what, is she going to face the fucking bunny on Dynamite? Here's the problem, or here's the thing, dude. She doesn't have to sign there full time. Tony Khan should jump at any opportunity to use Sasha Banks, even if, if it's for a limited time deal for like a one match thing. She doesn't have to fucking sign there. Maybe she will. I don't know. But I think it would be smart, like you said, you took the words right out of my mouth, for her to leave WWE and go on to do whatever the fuck she wants, boost her profile. She already is a massive star, a a very big star, that is. She can come back an even bigger star a year from now because the demand will be there for her to be back in WWE. And maybe by that point, WWE will have created more genuine female stars that she can work with do whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it makes a lot more sense for her to do the Wrestle Kingdom thing, for her to do AEW, go off and do movies, hopefully do more shows and whatever. Will she get those roles? I don't know. She's done The Mandalorian for two episodes. Is she going to, you know, break off into Hollywood? I'm not really sure. We haven't quite seen that yet. She's done one lower level, you know, indie level movie a couple weeks ago. That was about it. So hopefully it can work out for her and she can boost her profile. Whether she flops or whether she sinks or swims, she can go back to WWE anyway. They would bring her back with open arms, dude. I think, honestly, it's a very good idea for her to go out and do this other shit and boost her profile, like you said, and then go back to WWE a year or two from now. I think that's the smartest decision she could possibly make. Wow, I'm a genius. Yeah, no, I just, I don't know. I'm just, I I gotta admit when I'm wrong, though, because I've said for a long time that her leaving would be silly, and she does feel like a good fit for WWE, but the more I think about it, the more it makes sense for her to leave. So we'll see what happens, and uh, I'll be watching. I, I watch Wrestle Kingdom every year anyway. Um, I don't watch the product really beyond that, but I will be watching for that reason alone. I think a Sasha Kyrie match sounds pretty good, especially since we've seen it on Raw before, and that was merely a taste of what they're capable of together. No, yeah, with, with Kyrie Zane as the IWGP Women's Champion, I mean, her and Sasha, or whatever you want to call her, would be great. Yeah, no, I know you're a big Kyrie fan. Hey, bring out the uh, the pirate wheel, right? Bring out the wheel. Bring out the wheel. The other big news item from the week, Mr. Marceau, Vince McMahon. Now, I know they put out the documentary on Tuesday on Vice, but the, we had another article in the Wall Street Business Journal, whatever it was, a couple days ago, talking about yet another allegation against Vince. Uh, Rita Chatterson, I believe her name is, was not a new allegation. This was from a long time ago, the spa thing, uh, where she accused him of rape or whatever it might have been. I, I don't know if it was rape exactly or just sexual or harassment, whatever. I think it was rape um, that he that she had accused him of. And that's been an ongoing case for a while. There were more details on that, among other new allegations that have since popped up. In midst of all of that, in the article, they just kind of tossed it in there, that Vince feels, reportedly, and again, this may not be true, but per the source in this article, they indicated that Vince now regrets stepping down from WWE and that he took advice from the wrong people. Had he stayed, it would have blown over. And now he's planning a potential comeback to WWE. Do I think that's accurate? I think it could. I mean, I don't think there. This isn't ringside news. This is the Wall Street Business Journal. This is a pretty, you know, elaborate, prestigious publication. They were the ones that broke all the news about Vince in the first place. So I do believe that. Will he actually return, though? The answer is no. I could he? Sure. I think he owns still a lot of stock and shares in the company. I, I don't think he's coming back, though. I think that would be a disastrous. Uh, idea on on all fronts for Triple H to have him back, for the company to have them back, for the board of directors to have him back, especially if new allegations are coming out. But not only that, the company has proven that they can not only survive, survive, but do better than Vince was towards the end of his run in WWE. If ratings are still the same, if not higher, morale is higher, the stock hasn't dropped, the stock is higher than it was even six months ago, then why the fuck would they want to bring him back? That I just don't understand. So I, I don't think Vince is coming back, so I wouldn't get too worried about this news. Yeah, I mean, I saw it and I was like, there's zero chance he's coming back. I just, I mean, 
I just don't see it. I, I like you said. I think everything's been better without him there. I think the ratings, especially once Monday football's over, I feel like Rob will start kind of probably jumping up again, and we'll have more of the Triple H tenure at that point. So I, I, I think it's just going to get better. I mean, I don't think bringing Vince back would do any any favors. Now, creatively, they've been better. And listen, we can say what we will about Raw and how the three hours are still, you know, causing the show to suffer. The show is still not great. It has been better under Triple H, though. I I feel like to bring Vince back, for Vince to return, would be a massive step backward. And I just, do you think it's likely? I know you don't want to see it happen, but you just, do you, is there any chance that you could see that being a possibility? Anything's possible with this company, but I, I just don't think so. I think, I think, it just would, it, like you said, it would, I think it would take everything if that happened. More allegations come out. It's just the PR name. And the guy's also a million years old. You're correct. It's not like Triple H is, has proven to be incompetent in his current role as the head of WWE or head of creative. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we've taken issue with, but not to the point where it's like, oh, let's go right back to the old regime. This shit is awful. So anyone saying that is out of their mind. I don't think Vince is coming back. I wouldn't put too much stock into that. I'm sure it's true. I'm sure he sat at home the last five or six months and said to himself, man, I really wish I can go back. I really wish I could run Raw. You know what? I, Vince might be thinking he might be able to do damage control better than Triple H. I think that he feels that way. So, I don't know. I think it's a whole bunch of bullshit as far as uh, him actually coming back. Just stay the fuck home. We don't want you back. Um, also on the news front, it came out yesterday before the whole Mandy Rose thing happened from WrestleVotes that reportedly Triple H has been severely underwhelmed by a lot, not a lot, I'm sorry, a handful was the word they used, a handful of the people they brought back and that he feels they have underperformed. He feels that way among others in the company. Now, no names were given, obviously, but if you look at the, Hit Row was trending for a reason yesterday. Let's just say that much. Hit Row was among those that people named. Braun was a popular name. No idea why, because he's been extremely over since he came back. The guy's social media activity is questionable, but beyond that, in the ring and on the show, he's been perfectly fine. You know, I saw some people say carrying cross that I can understand. Uh, not, I don't agree with it, but I can. Eh, I go, okay, maybe he's done well, but you know, I I get it. To me, it goes back to when I said this uh, this yesterday on Twitter. It all comes down to this: to bring back as many B or C level players. Could cross be an A level player? Sure, but a lot of these people they brought back were already creatively damaged. To bring these people back and expect people to care, and to bring them all back at once, by the way, with, in some cases, subpar creative, I'm not exactly sure what he was expecting. I blame Triple H to an extent, and I blame the talent to a very small extent, because maybe they're just not worth the hype that people, like with Hit Row, are they really worth the hype without Swerve? No, probably not. I mean, I, I like Hit Row, I think they're good, but I could see why people don't care, though. So, when you read a report like that, what's going through your mind? Uh, the first thing that came to my mind was Hit Row immediately. Uh, I like the group. They are just not the same without Swerve. And I mean, like you said, I think when you bring all these people back, it's really hard to care about them. But even you know, with Hit Row, it's, like, it's not like they really have a direction. They came in, and then like a month later, they're just kind of still there. And then they fought Legato, and then they get beat up by the Viking Raiders. Like, there isn't really any set thing for them. And they're just not what they were without Swerve. So... I don't really blame them. I just think it is what it is. I mean, they're just not that good. So it is. That's it. I've, I've actually really liked Karrion. I think for what they did with him and Drew was good. I mean, it seems like he's spinning the wheels now, but that's a more creative thing. I mean, him and Rey Mysterio, not that I'm overly excited for that, but it is what it is. And then, I mean, 
I don't care about the Dexter Loomis Miz stuff. It's been happening for months, so let's move on. Gargano, he was just there. Candice is just there. Like you said, I think they also brought all these people at the same time. How much does it care about everyone you bring them all in the same week? Yeah, that's the problem, too. And we did praise Triple H a while ago for bringing people back, and they immediately had, you know, direction. Even Hit Row from the beginning had direction. They just didn't get over with the audience, I think, they were expecting, the way that the people were expecting. Um, the booking of some of these people is definitely abysmal. I mean, Gargano got off to a good start. He immediately entered a feud with Austin Theory. He's done nothing since. He's been involved with this Gargano, with this um, Miz and Loomis crap. And listen, I was one of the first people to tell you a couple months ago, I thoroughly enjoyed the Loomis and Miz stuff. I thought it was one of the better parts of the show when it first started. That was in August, dude. That was in fucking August. I can't sit here and criticize Tony Khan for dragging on the Blackpool Combat Club and Jericho Appreciation Society for what feels like five years, and then not say the same thing about Triple H. I feel like in 2023, a New Year's resolution for both companies would be to not drag on subpar stories for longer than they need to. They might start out well enough, but to drag stories out for the sake of dragging stories out for five or six months, to me, is fucking ridiculous. It's completely stupid. And even in, the, in WWE's case, I see why Triple H does it, because they have three hours to kill. A lot of these storylines are happening on Raw where they're so, like, dragged out. Like the damage control stuff. They never won a single important match against Bianca Belair, so why should I care in the endgame? I mean, I care more about Bianca, but I did nothing for Io Sky and Dakota Kai, and that faction's been just abysmal. Have they underperformed in the ring? No, I think they've all had very good matches, but the booking is to blame, and for that I blame Triple H. So it goes both ways, and I do think they could turn it around, and I said this on Twitter, I think it's very commendable that he gave all these people second chances. If nothing else, I'm not upset that he brought these people back, because pretty much every single person he brought back was fucked creatively before Vince, you know, left. They all got fired unjustifiably, and they never really had that proper chance. You know, Braun did, and Bray did, and people like that. But a lot of people like Hit Row and Carrion were fired before they can even really get going. If it doesn't work, you know, I know we spoke to that guy from NXT during SummerSlam weekend. He said, you know, two years or you're out, as far as the developmental system goes. I think they should implement the process, Mr. Marceau, where they say, listen, after a year, if it's not working, whether it be because of the talent or the booking or both... They just kind of give up and they move on. I think to drag people out to have them try to get over over the course of five years is never going to work. Um, I think they should start signing these people to one or two year deals, like a kind of a, a trial period. It's like, all right, if it's working, we'll re-sign you. If it's not, we can just part ways. No, I completely agree. I think that's kind of what the main roster, the, pretty much the biggest issue they had with the Vince like regime was they had so many people and it was so bloated, but there was never like, I guess a litmus test or like, there was never anything to judge someone like, Someone like a JTG would be in the company for five years and you never see him. But someone that was on Raw and SmackDown pretty occasionally randomly just get released. So I think, like you said, maybe with that aspect, after two years, it's not working out. We'll move on, especially with some of these BC level players. But I, I like you said, I thought it was funny when people were t- mentioning Braun. I mean, he's one of the most over people in the company right now. Yep. How, how is he underperforming? I mean, yeah, you might not like his political views and some of the things he says on Twitter, but. I mean, I've been to Raw, I've been to Survivor Series, I've been to SmackDown. Since he's been back, he's literally bloodline, almost level reactions. I mean, mm-hmm. he's getting, he's over like Rover. I, I, I mean, I think his work's been pretty good. I mean, he's I, had direction I, too. I don't know people mentioning him. I have actually, I mean, I'm a Braun guy to begin with. I, I, I liked him before, but I think, I, I think anyone with two sets of eyes could say that, uh, that he's and been ears, better yeah. before and. It's, it's not like his work's got any worse, and I mean, I don't, I wouldn't put him in that same category as other people. But no, I, I think with these other players, 
I, I, I get why they brought a lot of them in, because I think the roster did need some depth. But you also can't say that these people aren't working out when you're really not doing much with them. I, I would put hit row in that kind of... I think they got called up, it was nice, but they really haven't done anything. So it's like, how can you even judge their performance? Because they really haven't had a set thing to go on. Oh, they feuded with fucking Maxima male models. It's like, okay, is anyone really going to get overworking with those guys? And all due respect to Massey and Mansois, they're very talented. But, you know, if they're not really giving it a great effort, if they're not really... You know, I know they gave Hit Row one rap segment on SmackDown. Honestly, I think the best thing for Hit Row at this point and someone said this to me on Twitter yesterday, would be to put them back in NXT. If NXT, if that crowd does not give a shit about Hit Row, and I think they would honestly benefit from a heel turn too, I think they turn face because they were so entertaining. But if we're not seeing that entertaining side of them, then they don't really work as a, as a babyface faction. I'm not really sure a heel run would save them. But hey, listen, it's worth a shot. Um, putting them back in NXT would be key. And also, as we've said a million times, you got to give them someone. I know Swerve said the other day, uh, last night on Dynamite, that he doesn't have friends, he doesn't have family, he has affiliates. And I'm thinking, man, I just wish these guys were free. I wish they were with him either in AEW or he was with them in WWE. Uh, Swerve will do perfectly fine on his own. The guy's a star. He's had a great 2022. Um, them, not so much. I'm glad they got a second chance, but something's just not clicking. With some of the other people, it's just... They, Johnny got very good reactions when he first came back. Just now people don't care because the Lumi, they're out there fucking giving gifts away to kids. It's like they're basically bribing people to pay for to, to, to cheer for Loomis and Miz. I'm sorry, Loomis and Gargano. So, I don't know. We got to give it a little bit more time. I don't want to say, oh, let it play out. It is disappointing a lot of these people haven't really gotten over. But I don't, I don't really blame the talent as much as that report would indicate. I think it comes down to the booking as well. Um, it's not like these people are given half-assed performances. I mean, they really haven't had a lot of TV time, to be fair. So, just to kind of put that out there. Um, going off of that, um, another thing that we found out late last week, John Cena's on his way back to WWE. December 30th, SmackDown, he is advertised for in Tampa. I've said this before, but I wouldn't get too excited that he's setting up anything because he's from Tampa, I believe. He probably doesn't have to travel for the show. They want to pop a rating right before New Year's Eve. The timing is interesting. It's right before the Rumble, a month before the Rumble. Could he announce his entry into the match and then maybe appear on SmackDown leading up to the show and be in the match and maybe set up something for Mania, which I'm kind of convinced he will be a Mania at this point? Then yeah, for sure. Um, But there's also a good chance, like when he came back a couple months ago, he's there for one night, he interacts with some people, and then he goes back home. I honestly think that's more likely at this point because he was at Raw back in June. Yeah, for his 20-year anniversary. But he didn't really do anything. He just he, he interacted with a few people, cut a promo, and that was it. So I'm not really sure what to believe here. I'm looking forward to seeing it being back on the blue brand in a couple weeks, but I'm not really sure what he has in store, aside from a potential Royal Rumble entry, which would add a lot of star power to that match. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I really don't know what you do with Big Match John here. I mean, I think it'd be nice to maybe get some teaser, like you said, or maybe get him in the Rumble. Um, but it's really hard to say. I mean... I think we'll get something more than we did that Raw appearance. That Raw appearance is kind of a waste, honestly. He didn't really do anything. Um, so hopefully maybe we get something for Big Match John here. Could just be, like you said, just kind of maybe some small interactions. Maybe we do get a Rumble. Something with him in the Rumble, I think that would be good. Because um, I think he'll be at WrestleMania doing something. Um, but no, I, 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 I was happy to see that he's back. Molly poo-pooed it. Um, <laughs> is she not a Cena fan? She just like she thinks it's dumb that people just randomly come back, like basically just WrestleMania. I understand if you're just a couch, you're like, why is Cena coming back? But um, 
No, I, I, I think it'll be fun. I mean, I don't know what he's going to do, but hopefully it's something more of a substance than, than what he did uh, when he came to SmackDown or Raw early in the year. Yeah, I, I share that same mindset as far as... I think he came back for a purpose in June because it was for the 20-year anniversary, so it wasn't like he was back for nothing. I mean, this would be back for nothing if he was just there to say hi to the crowd, gets, you know, interrupted by fucking Elias and then AAs him or something. Like, that would be stupid. Not that Elias is on SmackDown, but you get what I mean. Um, if he's there to set something up for Mania... And then ultimately, maybe, is he going to lose at Mania? I don't know about that, but, like, to help elevate, like, an Austin Theory or someone like that, like we've spoken about before, then absolutely. I feel like that'd be great. Um, have him come back and just do a one-off match with someone that he's already faced a million times. Yeah, that, to me, serves no purpose other than just driving people to watch Mania because it's WrestleMania and John Cena's on the show. That, to me, is cheap. But if you utilize him correctly and he works with someone new that we haven't really seen him in the ring with before and it serves a purpose... I'm all for that. So I'm looking forward to him being back in a couple weeks on SmackDown, and we'll see what he has in store, like I mentioned. Uh, And then one last thing before we get into the reviews here, Matt Riddle reportedly failed a second drug test per Bodyslam.net. Not a lot of other sources have really talked about this because so much has happened since Monday, but Bodyslam.net is a pretty credible source. They've broken credible uh, stories before, rather. So I, I do believe this. Um, which would explain why he's off the show, why they took him off live events. When I first heard they were taking him off the live events, I figured it was just because they really want to sell the angle. And it's not unlike WWE to take people off the show and then bring them back in a month, even though they're perfectly healthy. They just want to sell this idea like, oh, they were hurt, and they want to set up something for Matt Riddle when he comes back with Solo Sokoa or whatever. But no, it seems like they did, they did it on purpose because he failed the second drug test. And it is worth noting in the report they indicated that WWE no longer tests for marijuana, um, obviously because it's you know legal now and all this other sort of stuff, among other reasons. So they don't bust people for that anymore. So I know he's a notorious pothead, but I'm sure that's not the reason why he failed a second drug test. Not even a not even a first one, a second one. And it said they kind of hinted at the first one taking place that the second drug test was over SummerSlam, and that's why the match didn't happen. Now the weird thing with that was that he was at SummerSlam. He didn't really miss a lot of TV time. So, like, I'm not really sure if he the, the first drug test would have been then, the failed drug test would have been then. I don't really know. The fact of the matter is, he's going to be off the show for six weeks. Um, this might have been a case of, like, either you go to rehab or you get fired, and he went to rehab. Again, we don't really know all the details. That's currently what's out there right now. And, again, you talk about the double standards with the Mandy Rose thing. Um, should it have even come to a suspension or a fine or whatever? Should he just be fired outright? Depending on what it is, yeah, probably. But I'm not really sure what it what it is. People are saying maybe cocaine. I have no fucking clue. I, I, I'm not really sure. If it's not pot, it does make you wonder what it is. Um, but anyway, your thoughts on the whole Matt Riddle story and uh, what this means for his future? Yeah, I mean, if, if they're not testing for weed, then it's clearly something more intense than that. I mean... I don't want to speculate and say cocaine if the guy's not on cocaine, but it's got to be some kind of control or some kind of drug that's what they consider worse than weed. So, I mean, it's sad. I mean, I like Riddle a lot. I think he was kind of spinning his wheels lately with the whole live stuff. I've not really been the biggest fan of it. I feel like they try to like make that like the new RK bro, just not going to work with Elias. But uh, hopefully he gets the help he needs. I think he's been a good addition to Raw. And I mean... Going, I feel like sometimes people say going away is the worst thing. It's not because I feel like when you're all the show, like maybe when they get comes back and get more serious, he was kind of doing some stupid shit before, like the whole bongo thing, and like that stuff was kind of dumb, honestly. Maybe that he's going to come back, we'll get something new with him. Um, but hopefully, if it's something more on a serious note, like so drug wise, that he can he can kind of get that stuff situated. It's very weird that they're already saying on the show, and they said it when he first got taken out last week, and they said it again this week. Oh, he's only going to be gone for six weeks. 
that's a very specific amount of time. They didn't say a month. They didn't say two months. They didn't say no time at all. Like, I'm thinking he'll probably be back for the Rumble. But, like, the guy did go to rehab. Again, assuming this is all true. Very weird they're already banking. Oh, yeah, he's going to be in the rehab. He'll be in rehab for 30 days, and then he'll be back on Raw right after. Like, I don't know. To, to flat out say, like, he'll be gone for six weeks seems very specific, I and mean, it seems very strange. No, I, do, I agree. I think the timetable's kind of weird, but, well, who knows? I don't know. Maybe, I don't really know much about rehab or anything like that, but is it like, a, I wonder if it's like a 30-day program, or if it's like, I always thought it was like, a, listen, we'll keep you in here until you're better, or until you're fixed, or not fixed, but like until, you know, we we kind of, whatever this issue is, we kind of control it and whatever. I don't know 30 days is enough. I don't even know what's going on with Jeff Hardy. We haven't really heard a lot on that front. He was supposed to go to court a couple times. I got delayed a couple times. I don't know if he's in rehab now or if he was. I have no fucking clue. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. It is it is an unfortunate situation. He's an idiot for doing it because, again, not that he's at the peak of his popularity right now, but still a lot of people like Riddle. Um, but he did also win a pay-per-view main event like two months ago. He beat fucking Rollins in the main event of a pay-per-view, and now he's off the show. So don't make dumb you know decisions, and this sh- sort of shit won't happen. From Raw, there's really not a lot to talk about. Um, we did get two number one contenders named, and Bailey, or I'm not sorry, not a Bailey, Alexa Bliss and Rollins are the new number one contenders for the respective championships. And Bobby Lashley, like Mandy Rose, like Mandy Rose, is indeed fired from WWE, although it's not legitimate, obviously. So let's talk about the contender stuff first. Uh, we kind of saw this coming; it was kind of predictable, but it was the right outcome in both cases. Alexa Bliss, the new number one contender to the Raw Women's Championship teasing a sister Abigail on um, Bianca Belair afterwards, so maybe indeed going heel and aligning with uh, Bray Wyatt potentially. And then in the case of Rollins, he has earned another opportunity at Theory's United States Championship. So before we get to the Lashley stuff, uh, your thoughts on those two developments? Yeah, I think we both said last week that we had both the morning here. I, I mean, I don't think anyone thought it was going to go any other way. So it was nice that they were both good matches, so I can't complain on that aspect. Um, I pop big for the sister Abigail. I know you don't like it. I, I fucking pop for that shit. I love it. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think they both are good matches. I honestly think they probably were both the highlights of Raw. Besides that, I thought the show was completely missable. Um, probably one of my least favorite Raws in a while. I'm usually pretty uh, nice to Raw, but this week, I don't know, I just felt like it just dragged ass completely. So, um, But no, I thought both matches were good. Alexa winning made sense, and so did Rollins. So I had no issues on on either front. Yeah, the matches were good. Here's the issue, too, because you get good matches like that. We got AJ Styles and Chad Gable. They did Rhea and Asuka, uh, which I liked as well. A lot of good matches this week, but, like, again, I don't want to sound like a broken record here, beat a dead horse, but the three hours have fucking got to go. I don't know how realistic that is, but there are, you know, contracts coming up with NBC Universal and with Fox. I don't know if they can negotiate for two hours or go elsewhere. It just kills the show. Like, I feel like as a two-hour show, this would have been Maybe not great, but it would have been better. Um, we have some storylines now that we're getting into like the end of the year, Royal Rumble season, which is good. The show still drags ass, like you said. It usually ends well and starts well. Everything in the middle is usually just boring fucking filler. So, I don't know. They need to work on that. Um, so, we'll see where they go with that. But like I said, Bobby Lashley fired from WWE at the end of the show per Adam Pearce. Then again, though, this kind of got lost in the news the other day. I think Adam P- I think Adam Pierce rescinded the um, resignation or rescinded his firing. He put on that he put that on Twitter the other day. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. But I am listen. That was probably the most interesting thing to come out of Raw was that Bobby Lashley got fired because I don't know where they're going to go with the next. But I don't care where they go with it as long as it leads to a her business reunion. I'm content. Yeah, I mean, I I think he rescinded it. I think I saw something on Twitter that he like, oh, he's not actually fired. But, 
Yeah, I mean, it was very newsworthy coming out. I mean, obviously, he's not fired, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I think Bobby does need, like I said, maybe a hurt business reunion or something. I mean, I like Bobby. He just kind of is kind of twisting in the wind right now. I like his character, but he needs a little bit more right now. Um, but no, I, I thought it was definitely the most newsworthy thing coming out of the show. The other thing that really intrigued me about the episode were the Asuka teases. And she's been doing this on Twitter leading into Raw this past week. But the Kana teases and how she might be going back to her old persona, you know more than anyone. I've spoke about it a lot here on the show in the last two or three years. The clown stuff where she's out there dancing and they have her screaming in Japanese is outright unbearable. It is fucking unbearable. And any good matches she has had, any good stuff she has done, and they really haven't done a lot with Asuka in the last couple of years. She was champion for a while from the pandemic era. But other than that, they really haven't done a lot with her since she's uh, you know been back or while she was gone or whatever. This is the most interesting she has done, the most interesting thing she has done on this show, probably in the last four or five years. Um, since she's been doing this whole clown makeup thing, I thought the green mist from her face was cool a couple of years ago, but they dragged it on forever. She's out there acting like a fool. I know a lot of people found it entertaining and funny. I thought it was ridiculously dumb, and she wasn't the badass that she was in NXT. She came out on Raw this week for her match with Rhea, not wearing any makeup at all. And she lost, which makes me think, I don't know if we're getting Kana or just the more serious Asuka, but whatever it is, dude, is a massive step in the right direction for me, for Asuka, in my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I saw someone, I saw like reports saying, if anything, she'll probably go. She'll be Oscar still, but it'd be like the more, like you said, more serious Oscar, which I mean is the best Oscar. I mean, her in NXT was amazing. So hopefully, you get more of that. But uh, I mean, I don't need her to change the name. I just think the yeah, no, more I agree, serious yeah. Oscar is what we need. Her, like you said, her screaming in Japanese, like it was literally my least favorite thing on Raw for months. It was literally terrible. So less of that, more badass Oscar. I think people will actually start caring about her again. I think, you know what, for all the faults that Triple H has had creatively, I gotta give him credit, as we have before, with making the right moves. He's not done this all at once, but he's done a good job of rehabbing certain people with name changes, gimmick changes, booking them better. Judgment Day, I don't know about you, is one of the better parts of Raw on the weekly at this point. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I think it's good. I mean, the, I, I, I could see less of Akira and Dominic. I mean, no one cares about Akira, but I fucking die at Dominic. At this point, I fucking die at Dominic. I think his whole shit's hilarious. And with the Judgment Day, I mean, I think, honestly, him and Rhea are the most interesting parts of, of the group. I like Finn and Damien. They, I feel like they're just kind of passengers at this point. But the whole mommy and the whole, like, modern-day Eddie Guerrero shit, I fucking die laughing at. Yeah, no, it's exceeded my expectations for a group that was dead in the water, you know, um, a good couple of months ago. They've done a real good job of rehabbing them. They're getting more personality, more TV time. They're making the most of it. It's interesting. So I'm into that sort of stuff. Um, you know, but even that, you know, even Akira Tozawa, I know you said no one cares about him. He got one of the bigger reactions on the show this week when he was in that six-man with uh, the Prophets, I think, against um, Judgment Day. He got a pretty decent reaction in the ring with those guys when he was in there on offense. So, again, even him, they're doing a good job of ditching the ninja shit. And, and slowly but surely, they're getting rid of all these dumb gimmicks that Vince McMahon brought in, like the Nikki Cross crap and uh, Akira Tozawa the ninja. And now we have more serious Asuka back. So I got to give him credit. Corbin... Still needs work. It's better than Happy Corbin, but not that much better. So they're doing a good job of rehabbing all these people and giving them better gimmicks. Uh, like the Ezekiel stuff went away after it ran its course. I got to give Triple H credit for that because uh, I feel like we would still be getting all of those things if Vince McMahon was still in charge. So that was Raw in a nutshell. As we wind down here, Mr. Mars, so three big shows from the last couple days. We'll just kind of 
join them all here at once because we had such a newsworthy week. We won't spend a lot of time on each show. But honestly, I thought all three shows were very good. I, I thought this was a good week for wrestling on screen. Uh, Deadline was a very good show. The Iron Survivor Challenge matches I was a big fan of. Um, I don't know how much of Final Battle you caught, but I thought it was another great show from Ring of Honor. And uh, we have a new Ring of Honor World Champion in Claudio Castagnoli again. Uh, at least he's not in JAS. I mean, I, to take the belt off of Jericho just to put it back on someone who already had it a couple months ago seems silly, but there's more to that with the whole TV deal thing. I get it, but it's still silly. Uh, great show overall, though, and I enjoyed even Winter is Coming last night. MGF and Ricky Starks had a real good match in the main event, and I thought the action and Dreddy Jericho thing I liked as well. So uh, We also have a new NXT Women's Champion in Roxanne Perez from Tuesday after she won the Iron Survivor Challenge on Saturday, won the title on Tuesday because of the whole Mandy Rose thing. They rushed it put the belt on her. Thank fucking God it's not Nikita Lyons. So, um, anyway, your thoughts on all of this, because I thought all three shows delivered, in my opinion. Yeah, I didn't see any of Final Battle, so I only saw a clip, saw Jericho tapped out to the swing, but besides that, I didn't see anything else from the show, so I can't really comment, like, with a, with a, a good uh, comment there, but okay. I, I saw some decent things. I saw some people talking about I saw you go crazy uh, on Twitter, so I just, <laughs> the show was good. I just go with what you said. I really like NXT. I thought NXT was good. Uh, the deadline show. I like the Iron Survivor matches. I texted you on the side. Like the whole premise of the match, like the being the twenty five minutes, but like you can get pinfalls right away is what like I wish kind of was similar. Like wish War Games had like that. It doesn't you don't have to wait the twenty five minutes for anything to happen. Like it was nice to see that people could get pinfalls and the way that they set up through the twenty five minutes. Yeah, it sucks if you're the last person getting in because theoretically you're not gonna have a good chance. Mm-hmm. But I thought all the falls are good. I thought all the women looked good. I I was very impressed with. Uh, Keanu James, yeah. I thought she was great. I mean, Cora was good. Roxanne was good. I thought all five women did great, so I thought that was a fun match. Um, the New Day winning was good. I thought them and Pretty Eddie had a really fun match. Um, that Eddie Guerrero other, spot was great. Yep, the men's. I thought the men's. Uh, the men's Survivor uh, Challenge match was good. I think I liked the women's a little bit more. Maybe Interesting. Okay. Thing and stuff, but I thought it was still good. Um, with uh, Grayson Waller winning at the very last minute, I thought that was good. Uh, and then the main event, I thought Braun and Apollo had a great match there. So I thought overall the show was good. The fucking Keely Ray, fucking black goo shit. I, I mean, that was fucking terrible. Easily the worst part of the show. I thought the match itself was fine, so that fucking garbage. Because, I mean, Keely Ray is a great wrestler, so. Who? I mean, yeah, I'm not calling her by that dumb name. <laughs> so, um, but no, besides that, it, the, the show was good besides the, the, the black goo. I mean, the black goo was just ridiculous. Yeah. But, um,. That show was good, and the winner's coming. I thought it was a pretty decent show. Like you said, the main event, I really liked the MGF and Ricky Starks. I mean, MGF's just, he's just amazing. He's just MJF. Um, I mean, Jungle Boy going nuts for Big Bill. We talked about it before. Who could possibly care? Um, the, the, Andre, the Andretti thing, I thought it was fine. It's With something like that, it's all about the outcome. And I mean, if he's on Dark and we never see him again, then what was the point? Um, so we'll see. We don't really know where that's going, but like I said, it's kind of we gotta wait and see. Um, I guess we're getting the acclaim of Jeff Jarrett and them again. Not too fond of that, but I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a decent show. I kind of wish we got a little bit more from the women. I mean, we got Ty and Ruby, but it's kind of there. We got a couple of VTRs, like Britt did something, and then Jamie Hader and Sheeta. I think we're getting on. Rampage, I believe. Uh, that's next week. I thought it was... I honestly thought... We we talked about it last week. I thought that was on Winter's Coming, but I guess either it was originally or it got bumped the next week. I don't know, but it is next week at this point, yeah. I think it'll be a good... I mean, I really like Sheeta. I mean, she hasn't really done much since she lost the belt, but... Yeah. 
Heat Hater will have a good match, so I'm excited for that. Um, but no, I think everyone did some pretty good stuff, and we'll see what happens coming up here. I agree. I enjoyed all three shows, and uh, they're all worth watching. I didn't catch most of the final battle, but it is interesting for a company that has had so much exposure on AEW TV, and it's, I've not been a fan of it. I know you have not been a fan of it. A lot of people just don't give a shit, uh, which I completely understand. Um, it's interesting that all their pay-per-views have been good to great. I thought Supercard of Honor earlier this year was great. Uh, Death Before Dishonor, which I was at, was a great show, as was Final Battle. I, I have to admit, um, I did not include any of that stuff in the Year in Review Awards because technically it's not AEW. I know I'm being specific here. I know, you know, people were upset about that. I get it. Uh, next year, I probably, you know, with Ring of Honor starting up again next year, I didn't include NXT either, because NXT didn't really have a great year overall. I can't think of many amazing matches I saw in NXT this year. So I left out NXT, and because of that, I left out Ring of Honor. Maybe next year I'll have an NXT Ring of Honor category, but because they only had three fucking shows, I didn't include any of this stuff, which I feel bad about, because the best part of all three shows were the FTR and Briscoe matches. Uh, I know you didn't watch Final Battle, but... Do you have any interest in going back and checking out the double dog collar match between FDR and the Briscoes? I know I got a lot of blood. It's not your cup of tea. I'm the exact same way, dude. But the match was good enough and on par with the other encounters to where I think you would really enjoy it if you went out of your way to check it out. Yeah, I might. We'll see. It was, it was a really good match. And uh, obviously the Briscoes are the new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions yet again. Great stuff. Um, one last thing on the Ring of Honor thing, though. They did announce at the post-show media scrum that... <laughs> It wasn't their first announcement of the scrum. Someone had to ask about it, and Tony Khan rambled for like what felt like 30 minutes before he finally got to the answer. That Ring of Honor TV is coming back next year, but on Honor Club. And not only on Honor Club, you got to fucking pay for it. It's going to be 10 bucks a month. Now listen, if the product's good enough, I get it, but my and I'm going to be paying for it. First of all, I watch everything, I review everything, I'll pay for it. I mean, maybe I'll get it for free with the Bleacher Board Connection, I don't know. Probably not. But my point is, is that I will likely watch it. I'm not going to complain, especially if the product's good. Like, NWA is behind a paywall every week. Their show's awful. So, I mean, I could see why people wouldn't want to go out of their way to watch that. This is a good product. It's worth paying for. That being said, though, with Ring of Honor, the pay-per-views have been great. But people such as yourself, who did not previously watch Ring of Honor, who are have soured on the brand because of how they've been integrated into AEW TV, you don't give a shit about the storylines... I don't imagine many people like yourself are going to be paying for Honor Club for 10 bucks a month, even with all the old footage on there, which is great. 10 bucks for a weekly show that probably should be on YouTube when Tony Khan said at one point, oh, yo, we want to do better than YouTube. Let me ask you this. I know they have to make money off of Ring of Honor and stuff. That's probably why they're doing it. They have to justify the purchase of the promotion. But I feel like putting it on YouTube instead of one of the pointless Dark Elevation shows or just Dark or whatever would have been a better option and would likely entice you to watch it a bit more than paying 10 bucks a month to watch it on Honor Club. No, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I if they put it on YouTube and there's something I would be interested in, yeah, I'd probably then buy it. I won't I won't buy it off the bat if I don't know what I'm going to get. I already get enough of it on Rampage and, and, and AEW. I don't need to get any more. Well, I know they're going to they're gonna keep it separate going forward. You're not going to see much of it on AEW TV going forward, which is great, but... I, listen, I know it's. It was, I don't know if it was their only option. I know they weren't going to get on TV. They were never going to get a Ring of Honor TV show on TNT or TBS. That was never going to happen. But something on a more of a an established streaming service than Honor Club, which has been around for a while, but even YouTube or I don't know what else would have made more sense. But maybe they're just doing that until they can get a better deal. And if you put it on YouTube, then you can't. I don't fucking know. It, it is a bummer. 
Um, it's not going to kill Ring of Honor, but I just thought that was a bit strange after all this excitement and hype about, oh, we have a TV deal and there's no TV deal. So not, not that he said they would, but it seemed like a lot of people expected that and it's not happening. But that's coming in 2023, Mr. Marceau. We have 2022 to wrap up first. Like I said earlier, if you haven't already, be sure to vote in the 2022 WWE slash AEW Year in Review Awards right now on WrestleRant.com. Polls close on the Wednesday before that week's show. So on the 28th, we'll talk about it on the 29th. You already voted, Mr. Marceau. I heard you stuffed the ballot. What were your thoughts on the uh, uh, on, on the polls and how you voted and whatnot? I only voted once, too. Oh, wow. You stuck to your word. I'm proud. So far. I mean, I still got time to stuff the ballot. I only <laughs> voted do. once so far. So No, I thought it was good. Uh, I mean, I don't remember everything on the top of my head. I'm not that smart. But I thought, the, I thought the, the, the categories were pretty decent. I mean, like I said, I don't remember on the top of my head. But, uh, no, I thought it was good. There was, like, a couple that – there was only, like, one or two I actually had, like, huh – I but, gotta make uh, you sweat a little bit. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, no, I thought it was pretty good. Um, Did you write down yeah. what you voted for again, too? Yeah, I have a, I have a, I have a picture of it. Okay, good, good, good. So no, I thought it was good. It was. Uh, I'm interested to see the results. If Danny Garcia wins again, I'm done. <laughs> I don't even think he was on. The, I don't think he was an option. But if he wins again, I'm done. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think I put him in as an option. But uh, listen, he almost did break out until they cooled him off, and now he's not even on the show anymore. He was actually on Dynamite last night for like 30 seconds. Yeah, he was with Hager saying that he likes to have. Oh my god, give me a fucking break. We have a lot he more to discuss. What did you say? He likes the hat. Oh my god, just end this shit. Oh, final battle's the final battle, but we're still getting Moxley versus Guevara on Friday. Come on, dude. Let's move the fuck on here. What are we doing? We'll have a lot more to discuss next week here on the show. Raw and God knows what else breaks wrestling-wise. We'll probably have more details and everything we discussed earlier. So stay tuned for that. It's the uh, Christmas week episode, Mr. Marceau, on December 22nd next week. I look forward to breaking it down with you then. Until then, new episodes of the show every single Thursday. WrestleRant.com, WrestleRant Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. Never miss a new episode every single Thursday. Uh, Have a great one, Mr. Marceau. Great time as always. I'll catch you next week, brother. See you later. Adios. Adios.